Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 92. We're here on kind of a different day. It's a Sunday. Welcome, welcome. We're here to talk about pop culture things, and sometimes there's whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is John, and I am joined, as always, by Andrea. How's it going? Pretty good on this Sunday fun day. Um, I am sadly missing the last couple of minutes of what I hear is an exciting San Francisco 49ers, LA Rams football game, but I forbear. That's how much I love the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody should be very appreciative. You should, uh, you just put it on a separate monitor or something so you can, so if you're staring off, we know. (laughs) If I make sudden movements. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yep. That's right. Well, um, I don't know if we want to reveal who our picks are because, you know, we'll inflame too many viewers. Ooh, come at me. I don't care. (laughs) I want the Rams to win at me if you want. Like, (laughs) I'm fine with it. Uh, Both both because I'm excited for new teams in the Super Bowl and because the 49ers beat the Packers for my team uh, in an embarrassing game the other week. So I would also like to see them go down. See, but isn't the flames? The logic I always thought was you want the team that beat yours to go on because then it shows how good they are. Yeah. Right? So, so my dad is of the same mindset as you. He's okay. like, I'd rather like see them in the Super Bowl, and I'm like, nope, nope, like, go no, down, go down, <laughs> <laughs> bite it and bite it hard. So, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, that's just like a side effect of, like I said, I just want new teams, new blood in the Super Bowl because sure. I think it's been pretty stale for a while. The same teams getting in. So, sure. All right. Spoiler well, alert. Things- uh, if you don't know already, half of that objective is complete as the Cincinnati Bengals beat them. Oh my gosh, uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs earlier today yeah. to get into the Super Bowl. So it'd be amazing if that was our Pumped first that. like spoiler complaint. Like, you guys didn't give me a warning, you know? <laughs> the, it's like the thing we the one time I actually talk really about. talk about the outcome of sports games, yeah. it's like, oh my god, how dare you! Yeah, yep. <laughs> I recorded that Um, game. I was going to watch it. Well, something that goes along well with a football game often, I'd say, is some sort of beer or whiskey or drink of some kind. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know how many people drink whiskey during football. Maybe what they lose. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, but uh, yeah, do we have any drink holidays happening? We do. We do. None today, but earlier in the week on January 24th, it was Beer Can Appreciation Day. Um, which both means you appreciate what's in and on the beer can. Okay. Um, the following day on the 25th, it was Irish coffee day, a uh, drink I quite enjoy of a time. And then tomorrow on January 31st, it is Brandy Alexander day, uh, which I weirdly always associate with Christmas because mm. that's, that's one of my mom's favorite drinks and she always asks my grandpa to make it at Christmas okay. time. So now it's like association. Yeah. Brandy just feels like, you know, like a spiced fruit yeah, kind like of a warm. warming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so makes sense. I do not have that, you know, warm brandy today. Um, I've, I'm celebrating Beer Can Appreciation Day, both because of football and because of the show we're going to talk about a little bit later, Peacemaker. Um, so I've got a beer, but I've also got the can. I'm drinking Odell's. Hazer tag. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's going to focus on that or Hazer not. Hazer tag. 
But yes, it's a hazy it IPA. Cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. Also, won't lie, I enjoy a good hazy IPA, but I definitely bought this one because I am a huge laser tag fan. If anybody mm. knows me, they know I love laser tag. Um, and Did there's you... a great, great story there. <laughs> okay. Did you buy the laser tag things as a kid? Did you have those to put the little chess piece on? And Not as a kid, no. God, my parents would never have like gone for that. But uh, uh, as an adult, I came to have a fine appreciation of laser tag. Um, most notably at a friend's bachelorette party, we went to go play laser tag. And I'd already had, you know, kind of a few drinks going in. No. Um, and we were just like running around having a great time. And I was, I was just, you know, on a streak and crushing it. And <laughs> I decided to like run through the maze where we were at. And I just ran around and I was like shooting a bunch of people. And as I passed the bride to be, I shouted out, and, uh, <laughs> No idea why, but that just kind of like stuck with her. And now that's become become like a running joke. Anything we okay. do, something super fun. Feels nice. so alive. <laughs> that's funny. I don't know where I've played laser. I know as a kid, I played some laser tag. We did sure. have the things for a little bit. They worked so-so. Um, but then I, I played somewhere as well when I was older, but I don't remember where. Okay. I feel like maybe I've done an, a Men in Black one or something like that. Sure. Maybe that was yeah, just the ride a, uh, I'm thinking of. I don't know. There's a there's a laser tag plat place not far from us, Pins in Oakdale. Um, mm. As you guess, they obviously have bowling too and other arcade games and stuff like that. But they have a laser tag venue, and I've been there a couple times, and it's pretty awesome. I won't lie. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I'm celebrating Beer Can Appreciation Day as well. Excellent. Uh, Cheers. I should have like looked around a little bit more um, for. a maybe a fancier one, but this one I feel is appropriate for a football day as well. This is a Utapil's Skolsh. So it's got like the biking yeah, purple on the bottom and stuff. And uh, yeah, so I like Even it. Even though the Vikings weren't in the playoffs, womp womp. I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, it's They're they're actually kind of dominating a lot of football news right now um, because of course they're, they're searching for a new general manager and a new head coach, mm. so. There, there's quite the talk around the league of who it's going to be. Well, I mean, it does it does matter in the sense of um, Chris and I have been talking about this, and the Vikings have had several defensive-minded coaches for quite a while. Mm. Um, so everybody's hoping they finally pull, like, an offensive coordinator to, like, finally take advantage of the talent that they do have on offense but just really haven't utilized, I think, to the best uh, capacity. To just hire so. Jason Sinekis? It's like, I've seen you on that one show. <laughs> you can you do go. it, right? You're a football coach, right? Yeah. You can inspire us. <laughs> so, okay. Well, cool. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, salute, prost, um, beer can appreciation day. Boom. That's right. Um, all right. We've got, um, we'll go through our weeks a little bit. Looks like mm -hmm. you've got quite a bit done. We'll have some news, a few things. And then later we'll talk a little bit of Peacemaker. Mm -hmm. uh episode one and two i'm gonna try to hold it together um <laughs> you don't want to hear me rant about it i i'm sorry at the last part of the episode you just had to tune out i apologize <laughs> in advance but before that mm -hmm. um your week how's it been doing anything fun 
good. It's been good. Um, yeah, so I've been kind of all over the place um, in terms of what I've been watching and reading. Um, I watched the next couple of rounds of BattleBots as they're closing in on their, like, you know, final tournament uh, contenders. So that's been really fun. Chris and I have been really enjoying that. Cool. Um, you know, not only seeing bots and kind of like second round battles, but also like you get introduced to a lot of new teams still who are kind of making their their battle bot debut. And it's fun to just see what people come up with in terms of, you know, bot shape, size, you know, what their weapon of choice is going to be and how they think it's going to work and then how it actually does work. So, yeah, I just I can't say enough good things. I love battle bots. It's nice. so much fun. Um. And I think the teams have great like personalities behind them too. Like some of them, some of the people are as fun to watch as the bots that they create. So I actually caught a little bit of it. We were in a hotel okay. the other day and flipping through the channels, and there was BattleBots. Sure. So yeah, a little bit, but. yeah. There's a, there's a guy I'm particularly thinking of. He's a, a physics teacher at a community college, and he's very much like. He very clearly puts on a persona and it's very much mm. like a like a WWF wrestler kind of, okay. you know, like excited. Yeah. I'm talking the smack. And it's I don't know. <laughs> it's just like fun. You know, I'm sure it's fun for his students to see, too. Just like this teacher right. just get wild. So That's I funny. love it. Um, And then switching gears quite a bit. Um, I. I was at a blood drive this week um, and the entertainment of choice there was the new Disney movie Encanto. So I watched that. It's actually pretty cute. I really liked it. Um, Good story. Definitely like somebody with a creative mind, good songs. Um, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda was in on at least some, if not all of those. And I think he's an excellent songwriter. Um, So kudos on the music to that. So yeah, so I was watching that at the blood drive and then um, was done before it was done. So I came back and watched it home on Disney Plus. And then while I was poking around Disney Plus, got super sidetracked by the fact that they have all three seasons of one of my absolute favorite cartoons as a kid, Gargoyles. I freaking love that show. And I just like, I remember a couple years back, I had to borrow... Before, like, Disney Plus was in existence, I had to, like, borrow somebody's, like, season one DVD to watch it. And I was just so pumped about it. But then, of course, like, they only had season one. So that's all I got to watch. And Mm. now I get to watch all three seasons. Nice. And I'm just, like, ugh, I'm geeking out. I'm, like, flying through. I'm already halfway through season two, which has 52 episodes. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, I'm flying through it. It's a blast. I love it. I was, I was like that show. I don't recall seeing it a lot, but I definitely did watch it. And, um, have you seen, there's a, uh, gargoyles board game. Yes. Okay. Yes, I have. <laughs> of course I have. Uh, Obviously. It, it looks, uh, it looks cool. Like they did a good job with it. I don't know if it's yeah. fun, but it, it looks, looks good. So yeah, it does look good. I actually haven't played it for all that. I do know it exists. Um, mm-hmm. so I'm hoping to, but yeah. Just like reignited my love of that cartoon. Because I remember also when I was a kid, I think it was on at like a funky time. So I would like have to race home to watch it if it was like on in the afternoons or it was like on early Sunday mo- or early Saturday mornings or something. So it was always like a gamble on if I could make it. So there wasn't like as much opportunity to watch it but when I could. You know, I, th- I don't know if we talked about it before common phrase here for me. Um, but 
I feel like the 90s, particularly the early 90s or something, was really the golden age of American cartoons. Heck yeah. I mean, we had we had about access, to say something stronger, but heck yes. <laughs> I mean, not only was this stuff currently coming out, like mm -hmm. things that we like X-Men and Batman and Gargoyles mm -hmm. and stuff like that, um, very good and differentiated themselves from cartoons previously. Right. Um, we also had access to, and it was common to have reruns of the classics. Mm -hmm. So we were exposed to Looney Tunes mm -hmm. galore, all that stuff. Plus the news. I just think that for Western cartoons, we peaked right there. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm just excited that that's the childhood I grew up in was that. I um, agree. I mean, I, I honestly cannot think that like cartoons have gotten any better i think you're right they, we just had we had such a wealth of creativity like both in, like you said both new and classic um like i just i think of like the tv shows that i watched as a kid even as a teen and they were just weren't like tv shows they were cartoons like i was always you know in front of uh on saturday morning watching you know pokemon i was watching Yu-Gi-Oh. I was watching other like more classic cartoons like um, Recess and Pepper Ann and Doug. Um, Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo. Animaniacs. Pinky and the Brain. I loved Pinky yeah. and the Brain. Yeah. I mean, but then you had like more adult, you know, quote unquote adult cartoons like X-Men and Batman. Um, and uh, Gargoyles is not exactly a children's show either. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. I just, yeah, mm -hmm. there was yeah, so and we, much and, and it was so, mentioned... so different right. from each other. And like people weren't afraid to like tell stories with the cartoons. It wasn't just like, oh, let's, let's have this like soft, easy, solvable thing. It was like, let's have like dark, twisty, complex storylines that like maybe kids don't quite get, but maybe they do. Yeah. Yep. And you mentioned a couple of them. Uh, like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! And it, so it was also the era where a lot of kids started to understand there was something else or something called anime. And mm -hmm. so yes. not only were we exposed to all this great Western content, but then mm -hmm. we had this branching off thing that you're able to like continue to pursue. And now right. that now I feel like that's where we're in a golden age of mm -hmm. um for anime. But mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Um I mean, not not obviously about being in a golden age of anime, um, because I'm not sad about that. But I'm I am sad about like the loss of creativity in cartoons. Mm -hmm. hey, a lot it's of them like, look really similar. Yeah, it's like just uh, art and stuff. It's just um, yeah. or they're I mean, like, not that I'm like an aficionado now on what the cartoons of today are, but sure, it's uh, yeah, yeah. They're they're not they don't take as many risks. I think. I mean, I've seen a few kids programs and stuff like that, or kids cartoons and. Or what's meant to be, you know, I think cartoons for adolescents. And they're just, they're not as risky. They're not as interesting. Sure. Um, I don't know whether that, whether that's a good or bad thing, depending on who you talk to, especially parents, I'm sure, you know, wouldn't right. maybe say the same, but yeah, I'm kind of bummed out about it. Yeah. Well, very cool. Let's, I'll just start watching Gargoyles too. We're just, just going to talk about Do that it. on the show. <laughs> Do it. I'm so like hooked Season right now. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so crazy. I just can't believe Yeah. I'm like so excited about it. And Chris caught like 
a couple episodes in the middle of season two and he was like, what is happening? I'm like, don't even try right now. Don't try. <laughs> like, you won't get this. Uh, it's fun, though. Um, yeah, other than that, doing some kind of like, again, on the other side of the spectrum things, obviously watching the football playoffs um, this weekend because I care about who gets into the Super Bowl. And then um, I just read a book called Beautiful World, Where Are You? by Sally Rooney. Um, and it's definitely like a slice of life, you know, kind of book that follows four different characters as they kind of wend their way um, throughout each other's lives. And one of them is a novelist and one of them, you know, kind of works at a literary magazine and um, one of them works in politics and then one of them works in like a shipping yard. Um, so like, you know, I found it interesting, not only like the slice of life and like the relationships of these characters, but of course, also I'm very involved in the literary world. So sure. it was kind of fun to see this sort of like meta book of itself. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a good book. I wouldn't like highly recommend it, but it's a solid kind of beachy read. Okay. All right. Nice. Well, you had quite the variety then. It did. Good, I did. Good Culturally balanced this week. Yeah. All right. <laughs> How about you? Um, How about yourself? Yeah, I was uh, a little more culturally balanced than some previous weeks, I suppose. Um, mm -hmm. Finished, finished uh, Jujutsu Kaisen on mm -hmm. HBO Max. Um, just one season of that available and exists right now, so we're we're all caught up. It's 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 good. I really like it. We, I, it didn't feel like we were done wanting more yet. Mm -hmm. uh, we just knew of the movie, and so uh, we'll talk about that a little later. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It's uh, it's one of those shows where um they develop a lot of interesting characters you know that they, they're unique but not zany unique mm -hmm. um and so yeah I, I think it was it was a really good ride uh i highly recommended um on the anime same anime bandwagon um i started attack on titan again only two episodes <laughs> um I have a friend that keeps telling me to get back into it. And I sure. did kind of watch it and have a holy hell moment finally showed up. So it kind of got me into it a little more again. Okay. Um, yeah. Attack yeah. on Titan is one of those, I feel like, like classic anime staples, you know, like it's one of the more like recognizable names. You talk about anime. If you like threw out Attack on Titan, people... Yeah. You know, ne wouldn't necessarily know it, but wouldn't not know it either. You know what I'm Modern saying? classic now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's more common than I think I realized. Sure. Yeah, no, it's every few years, there's a new thing that sort of breaches the, the traditional walls of an anime fandom or whatever to get a little more attention. And certainly Attack on Titan is... Mm -hmm. is uh one of those i would yeah. say so i'm right in the middle of season two everybody's kind of talked about that being a bit of a lull point so i do kind of i felt that i kind of need to push through i suppose so sure um and then giving our timing being we're doing this on sunday i managed two episodes of demon slayer so eight and the current one nine that came out nice. today still very good still very exciting um, it's one heck of a battle, I tell you, and I don't know how these people are going to get out of our life. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have the, uh, the, the, fortunately I've not read the manga, so I don't know what's mm -hmm. going to happen. 
And so I'm definitely excited and it's still very beautiful. So do you feel like it's, uh, it's the kind of show that, that would kill off characters? Yes. Okay. Yep. I think you can like tell sometimes in a show when like they're, they're going to like do some crazy impossible, you know, something Mm -hmm. and like everybody lives somehow, even though it's, you know, there are totally implausible. It's not a comedy got kill. It's not to that where it's just like might really surprise you. I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. think it'll be that, but yeah, they don't only kill people that have like no extra features. They're wearing traditional garb and short black hair. Like they just, (laughs) it's not the, they have no anime things about them. Right. All them die, you know, but then no one else. (laughs) Right. None of our poor gang. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I watched, um, UFC 270 prelims. Um, I, I'll wait for the main events to be free, I guess, free with ESPN plus. Um, so. Oh, sure. That was fun. Um, do you have ESPN plus? Yes. You do. Okay. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. What What service don't I have? Way too many. It's. It's so, yeah, it's a problem. Uh, but part of it is now so many things. We have Hulu it, for television. So I was going to say, it, was it bucketed in? Now it the is. package? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. For a while, it wasn't happening. You had to have regular Hulu and it would come with it. We have Hulu with live TV. Sure. Well, now that's in there. So now sure. I, I was just had unsubscribed to Disney Plus and it's like, no, but that's part of your Hulu thing already too. So it's like, well, mm-hmm. okay. Guess I'm giving Disney their money no matter what. That's what's happening. Yep. I hear you. So. <laughs> um yeah and then peacemaker i got in the first two episodes yep. of that uh today so it's like football game peacemaker podcast <laughs> so yeah um yeah that's a, that's about it all kinds of stuff going on um, sorry being football oh. i know the score now oh okay spoiler alert what is it thumbs up i'm happy about it i'm okay. happy about okay. it Okay. Yep. Right. <laughs> oh, It'll be code if anybody wasn't paying attention right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. For news, there's a show I ran across. I um, HBO keeps coming up with things that I think are pretty interesting looking. Mm-hmm. Our flag means death. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that all about? Right. Well, um, it's a show that Taika Waititi is in. So mm-hmm. that has my interest peaked to begin with. Um, but it's an HBO Max show coming soon, and um, it looks ridiculous. It's a pirate show. Yeah. Okay. Can I just say, when I first saw this, Our Flag Means Death, I was definitely ready for like some sort of like drama mm-hmm. series or like drama, docudrama something about like, I don't know, like, you know, a country at war. Or like, you know, we were going to go somewhere and it was just going to be like the struggles and hardships of like a country under siege or something. Or like it was going to be, you know what I mean? Like, I just thought it was going to be something like reality based and (laughs) pirate thing flashes up. And I was like, what? This is a comedy. And then like, as I watched the trailer, I got it more about like our flag means death and like pirate flag. I get it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just. Yeah, the the title was just Ooh, yeah. so misleading, and mm-hmm. yeah, that popped up, and I was like, 
just thrown for an absolute loop. But this looks really funny. Sort of like even sillier Pirates of the Caribbean crossed with like Pirates of Penzance. Like, I love it. I think this looks hilarious. <laughs> According to IMDb, uh, the year is 1717. Wealthy landowner Steed Bonnet has a midlife crisis and decides to blow up his cushy There's life. There's a name. Become a pirate. Uh, yeah, it does not go well. Bonnet, based on a true story, <sighs> starring Taika Waititi, Fred Armisen, and Nat Faxon. Okay. So, yeah, I I'm hoping for good things. I'm hoping for good things. <laughs> Coming out in March, so it's soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, kudos to HBO. Like you said, they're they keep coming out with some pretty good stuff. So they're yep. they're really picking it up. Um, I think everything we talk about is a different streaming service today uh, in the news. <laughs> so next up, I think this is Amazon Prime, mm -hmm. um, Vox Machina. So it's an animated series. Mm -hmm. It's the people of Critical Role, I believe is what it is. So a and d group, they film it. It's all this stuff. It's big, you know, people watch them play through the campaigns. Sure. They did a Kickstarter some time ago for turning their adventure that they had into an animated series. And sure. it was funded immediately, um, way overfunded, I believe, immediately. And so now that's out. And it's, it, oh, wow. so you have yeah, the original yeah. actors and uh, that, you know, because it's usually the idea of Critical Role is they have actors or people that are very, you know, voice actors and stuff that are in there doing this. So they're mm -hmm. doing um, the show here and it's, supposed to be ridiculous you know all kinds of hijinks happen in uh D, D, especially if you're trying to be extra silly and sure. um so it's kind of a in the art style of castlevania um but much more comedic it's getting uh quite high ratings oh good from what okay. i can see it's uh on imdb it's a 9.1 out of 10 wow so yeah either I'd it's say. good or like they have some real devoted fans who are just flooding. Sure. Well, I'm sure both. I, I wouldn't doubt both. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm hoping to give that one a try. Especially sure. being in the D and D space. So absolutely. During the football game tonight, mm -hmm. um, they, or I guess this afternoon, they mm -hmm. showed the halo television series trailer. So we had had a little teaser teaser earlier. Um, yeah. And this was an interesting part of a trailer. They didn't mm -hmm. want to spend the money for the full thing. And then they said, go online to see the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, look at football be relevant in the cultural space. I mean, it was just <laughs> last week um, or perhaps two weeks ago that the Moon Knight trailer dropped during the Monday night football game. Mm -hmm. Now, now they've got Halo dropping as well during a football game. Yeah. Oh, so, well, I think viewership like has been pretty good for these football playoffs. I mean, obviously, we're mm -hmm. Probably spread about how good they've been, what exciting yeah. games. So, um, yeah, would you kind of makes me excited for like, um, sorry, just to like continue oh, yeah. on that, that thought process for just a second. Kind of makes me excited to see like what might drop during the Super Bowl. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've just been so unimpressed with mm, even like yeah. Super Bowl commercials and trailers in the past couple of years. I don't think they've been that great, but I kind of am excited. I think with the the energy going into this Super Bowl, kind of excited to see if like something really out of left field 
you know, yeah. comes our way or we get a first look at something that I'm really excited about, you know? Another so I'm thing, just, I'm just we, hopeful. I think we probably peaked in the 90s Super Bowl commercials. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. we, we had a. I, I mean, mean there I there have been some good ones, There's but been yeah, some, but it's like it's it's few so and far spotty. Between. Everybody yeah. wants to be everybody. Everything feels like really forced. Yeah, you know, it used to be fun. It's someone would be comedic, it'd be silly. I miss the freaking Budweiser frogs and lizards and stuff. You yeah, know? I don't know. I hear you. I do. Stuff. I think. I think there's like value to balancing, but I feel like we've swung the pendulum a little too far on the side of like heartfelt, emotional, you know. Yeah. Like not every, not everything has to be that way. I think it's important. Well, like yeah. it also depends on your product. I mean, there are right. certain things that obviously things just like tie into, but yeah. Like yeah. Coca-Cola, go be silly. Like yeah. you're, you're not changing the world with a Coke. Even though I know oh, you're arguing you. that you oh, are, yeah, I know. It's like the that's like literally the crux of their last like bunch of commercials is like share a coke, like make friends, bring peace. Yeah. Like I get it, right. um, but also like go be funny too. Yeah, today it'd be like, why are you giving me this coke? Did you did you put something in it? Did, uh, <laughs> uh, no, well, uh, you know when you when you have like a gaming show convention or something like that, you have press conference. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's someone, a group of people putting together a slate of things to right. run. And so you can balance. You can have the tone move. You can have variety. When you're doing the Super Bowl, it's Who just companies that want to pay. Yeah, exactly. They pay for spots. <laughs> That's so and much so money. It's so not much money. Consulting to be yeah. like, well, we are going to do a heartfelt emotional one this year. Why don't you guys, okay, so the three right. of us, we're going to do ones that are really meaningful or whatever. The rest right. of us have something silly and, you know, like, so no. they don't have that. So if they all think they're so important and are too busy smelling their own farts, then they're all going to be really, like, pretentious. Right. Because that's how they think they're going to stand. But, yeah, they should Which is, which is like, so and, ironic, like you say, yeah, they think exactly. they're going to stand yeah. out and then it's like. Nope. <laughs> You're hitting the exact same notes as the commercial I just saw. Just yeah. kidding. And can we be done with parts? Like Part. continual throughout the game. We always have to like oh, tune oh, in for oh, the next oh. segment. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I get you. Like happen. one company has like, yeah, commercial that like is broken out into like four. Yeah. I'm yeah. not going mm -hmm. online to see more. Okay. You're yeah. Like, what? yeah. That's no, I agree with you. <laughs> I think there's there's only ever been like one commercial that I was like interested in it being like a part of a, you know, throughout the Super Bowl or whatever. And yeah, yep. all the others, I don't care. I'm never also I'm never going online yep. to see your second part of your commercial. It's it's like the bottle caps. I'm telling you, I'm not going online to enter in a stupid code, give you mm -hmm. all my information so I could right. not win something. Exactly. Or win a free Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get marketing emails for the rest of my life. Exactly. One that, that one Sprite was not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, Halo. So what do you Halo. think of this? Yeah. Um, so I, I have to confess that like, I don't super care about a Halo series. I'm, I'm not really interested in it. I don't think it's necessary. I like the Halo games. I like playing them and you know, they're good, but I just don't think like a Halo TV show is where I'd put my money. Um, okay. That being said, 
I think the show looks good, like visually looks good. I think everything looks, um, you know, representative of what you find in the games. I don't think anything like looks crazy off or different or, you know, there's nothing that makes me go, what? Like, that's not like the game. Um, and I, I mean, I've heard early talk about the storyline, you know, kind of being like an offshoot. So we don't have to fit it into like any canon storyline of Halo, which is a smart idea. Um, other than that, I don't know. I'm not super interested. Okay. And I'm probably not going to tune in unless I just hear like rave reviews and then right. I might give it a shot. Yep. Well, I was kind of hoping you'd really be excited. <laughs> you know because so excited yeah <laughs> i mean like i said it's it's interesting and i'll i'll give it a shot like if i hear great things but no probably not otherwise so i i told some some friends they were asking about football and all this stuff and i i mm-hmm. said some things uh negative over it and i um I was told that's just false. And then I got a meme sent me, sent to me saying you're just wrong. You're stupid. Whoa. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm just upsetting people everywhere. Uh, that's what I do. But I just, I thought um, it, uh, it looked fine. Uh, um, I think that some people are going to have issues with Master Chief not being the same voice. Yeah. I mean, the, the voice is iconic. Um, I get that. I mean, it's the same. It's part of the same troubles. I mean, aside from the wealth of the other troubles, some of the trouble I had with the live action Cowboy Bebop. Sure. um, You know, voices not being the same. Um, What am I? Why am I not thinking of his name? Not Spike, obviously. Um, Faye and Jet and Jet. Yeah. I had a lot of trouble with that. Okay. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, you know, being we're almost the news, I, yeah. I'll, I, I'll get back to Halo here for a second. But this same person that just called me stupid, um, it says that he, um, he, he's actually the only person I know that likes the Cowie Bebop Netflix show. Whoa! He says the, he says the anime is dumb. I stopped okay. up in the first episode, but he tried the live action Netflix one and really liked it. Wow! And when he told me this when he told me this on webcam. So in a way, face to face, I didn't yeah. know what to do. I, I didn't know how to respond. Yeah. So. Wow. So there's, I, I'm telling, like I said, this yeah, show. Yeah, I wouldn't even know what charted. to say either. You know, the show was doing well. I don't know if it still is mm-hmm. or what. You know, but um, even yeah. the live action Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I know they didn't renew it for another right. season. So but they didn't. Re- they did that pretty quick. <laughs> Probably because some people watched it and were really cringed out, and then right. they and then canceled, maybe got I guess. second life. Yeah, but people, I don't know. So, anyways, I know someone personally that uh, likes that show. Interesting. And, um, yeah. Did they say what they like about it? Well, they were a little enamored with their. They play this game. Um, this is Mars game, uh, surviving Mars. Okay. And so was like thrown by them using some of the same names in this game as they heard oh, okay. in the show okay. Ganymede and whatever. Sure. I'm just like, okay, I guess that that gets you in the door. But then, um, I don't know. They just thought, I mean, visually is kind of cool. And 
Yeah, I mean, the the one thing that I did really want to give credit to that show for was the visuals. Um, they were stunning. Like, the sets, okay. um, the, like, exterior shots, um, shots of, like, you know, being in space, I thought were absolutely gorgeous. I, I mean, props to that team. Um, but, yeah, it was just the cringy characterization and acting not not necessarily like the actors but just like the the clear style that was being set for them i did not Mm. agree with so yeah well you know like you say different strokes for different folks so that's uh um the halo uh, i thought um yeah i think i think it could be good i think that it's the same thing with a lot of stuff where they'd be better served if they just made a kind of separate story. Like they didn't tell us a story about master chief. Tell us more origin story. Oh, you mean tell like us dealing with other totally, people. Totally, totally separate. Yeah. yeah. Well, it could, it would like, there's a lot of books in the halo world, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, a lot of people really like those. Like I told, uh, this group that I think halo, the halo story is pretty overrated. Uh, and because as you play through the games, it's not that well presented a lot of times. Mm-hmm. This, threw people off a handle again but they're like then you clearly haven't read the books he says yes i haven't read the books so the best story i've gotten from halo was um in a podcast series they did leading up to five and it was all kind of about this investigative reporter trying to piece together like where the master chief has gone if he's like been a deserter you learn a lot of like background things and just other stuff Mm -hmm. in the halo world and that was interesting um it's it's just a the thing I think that would serve the world building efforts of a lot of these companies better than like well here's Master Chief we're gonna tell the Master Chief story and here's Cortana and the whole thing yeah that's yeah. already been told and tread on I many many times well it's it's weird because I mean yeah they they've said like this is gonna be an offshoot so we don't have to like follow canon but it's right. It is hard to totally believe that and totally believe that it wouldn't have any impact when you've got something like, hey, Master Chief is going to be our main character. Is it really going to not tie into anything? Are there really no implications? Or like, even if you're not thinking of like direct ones, people aren't going to like try and tie things to, you know what I mean? It's just dangerous to do. I don't know. Why, Why bust up your canon? You know, yeah. I mean, when you when you te- have a video game and it moves to books, you're not breaking your canon. You're adding to it. You're filling mm-hmm. it out. You're making the world mean more. You're making every story mean more because it connects. And so when you move to some a podcast and tell a story mm-hmm. and then you go to television or film, why is that now different? Mm-hmm. Why does that not fill out and complement the existing world yeah i mean i suppose they're trying to protect themselves in the you know we don't want people to think we're screwing up a Mm storyline um you know or like messing with what's already there so i get it it's it's i mean rock in a hard place on the one hand like like you say when wouldn't you like add to but then on the other they're like well what if we try to add to but we only disappoint yep so let's like cover ourselves. Yep. No, for sure. Know. But, th- but that just sits here and, ma- and like makes me think that like you shouldn't be doing this at all then. Sure. 
I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's different, obviously a lot of people want to do the Marvel thing. And though the Marvel thing only mm. reaches film and television, mm-hmm. like that strength is, is an impressive asset, you mm-hmm. know? And so I don't know. I mean, Marvel won't bring their comic books in because they, there's no sense of permanence to the comic books the way they mm-hmm. do them. You know, they could reboot them at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, they want the writers get in there to explore new ideas so that they can take those ideas and put them in movies. Right. Um, versus like complementing one another. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I hope it's good. You know? Yeah. I, I, I hope it's good. I don't wish it to be bad. Um, I'm just not terribly interested. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Ashley is a huge, huge gamer. Mm-hmm. She never cares about Halo. Doesn't care at all because of the story elements. Yep. Like, again, someone can say, well, go read the books. Well, I'm trying to play video games here. So right. don't demand of me to reach out. And, well, if you dig real deep, the story is great. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, maybe I should just read the books then. What, what, what I care right. about what do I need to play? Yeah, what do I need yeah. to play the game for? Yeah. Where she can play Mass Effect and experience the story or even right. something that's like Half-Life that tells a story in a subdued way, but like environmentally and very well. Mm-hmm. Whereas Halo is like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I go from point A to point B. I don't know what's happening. Right. So, but, but yeah, we'll see. Um, big trailer. Um, other things I saw trailers for mm-hmm. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. That's so right. after we finished the um, uh, season one, it's like, well, okay, how can we watch the movie now? It's kind of a prequel movie, and unfortunately, it's only available in theaters in Japan. So I thought, well, that's no fun. Well, a day or two later. <laughs> that uh it's coming here to theaters as well so oh to theaters even nice yeah yep so um i'm excited i think it's march mm-hmm. 18th i'm hoping okay. to make make that happen be fun awesome so um oh yeah there u.s and canada march 18th okay so that's it for our news we had a couple a couple of sides that's good because it was pretty Pretty light news week, really, compared to last week. Holy! I know. I mean, what could you do to top last week? (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I'm kind of good. My brain needs a break from everything happening. Yep. Um. All right. So spoilers abound. We're gonna be talking Mm -hmm. about Peacemaker on um, HBO Max, the Mm -hmm. DC Comics inspired television show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just the first two episodes. You had seen them the other week when they first came out. Yep. And um, I finally got to the first two this week. So why don't you why don't you start us off? I took some notes. <laughs> I like, um, I give us give us the positivity, Andrea. Uh, give us the positivity because we're gonna need it to counterbalance your viewpoint later. <laughs> um. So my positives for the show, I mean, first and foremost, have to be John Cena. Okay. Honestly, like I, I've said this, you know, in the in the brief kind of you know review I, and rundown I gave of it the other week in the podcast. Um, I loved his performance in the Suicide Squad as Peacemaker. 
And I think this is a great this this TV show is a great playground opportunity for him. He's yeah. just kind of like all over the map. He gets to do a lot, stretch a lot in the role of peacemaker. I'm enjoying it. Honestly, like I I'm very much enjoying his performance. I think he's actually a very underrated actor. Um, okay. you know, I mean there's there's things I think he has limits for, but this certainly isn't a, a vehicle that would provide him with any traps and pitfalls that way. Where I think okay. like he can't do like extremely serious drama. I mean, maybe he'll prove me wrong someday, but just like I don't sure. find that to be in his immediate wheelhouse. Um, luckily Peacemaker is not really concerned about like very serious, you know, sustained dramatic moments. This version um, of Peacemaker, yes. This version of Peacemaker, yes. Um but that being said, can he still bring emotion? Yes, I think he can. You know, it's not all like fun, lighthearted games, even though I think the show is very geared towards, you know, lightheartedness in the sense of like everything is is geared towards the funny or the absurd or the ridiculous um, with with briefer moments of dramatic interludes. Um, so, yeah, so I think I think there's kind of a. A freedom and a silliness that James Gunn gets to take to the next level. I mean, he he brought it in the Suicide Squad, um, which I think was a welcome upgrade from the original Suicide Squad. And I think James Gunn also gets a playground here. Sometimes that's good and sometimes it's overdone. Sometimes it's like too absurd to care about. Um, but there, there are some fun things that he does here. Okay. All right. Um, also, I definitely want to talk about the end of the first episode in relation to another show that we both kind of were like middling on, which is Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, so we can go through the episodes. Um, mm -hmm. I will say it too for everybody's spoilers for um, for also the Suicide Squad movie. It's yeah, for sure. We'll be talking about that uh, potentially. And um, I will say I'll give the warning now um, that we normally are pretty family friendly ish here. You know, we don't swear very much. <laughs> That might change. I have an example to to give that uh, might be very uh, cursive laced. So I apologize in advance. And um, and uh, any views that I express are my own and not Andrea's or our technical directors. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> We're getting for real now. This is coming I with just, warnings. <laughs> I just want you know. Look, everybody, everybody should know that. Like, I when, you know what I say is what I say is. Like, it doesn't you know. You can disagree Same. with me a hundred percent. That's fine. I don't care. Um, and Andrea will have her own views. And because Alan runs the cameras, if I ever say something, that's not on Alan. That's uh, you know, that's that's not his. That's not his fault. That I have. Uh, He's gonna shut you views. down. Uh, yeah. <laughs> suddenly our suddenly our technical difficulty yeah. screen will flash up oh my, yeah. i don't yeah. know what happened <laughs> yep yep um so episode one basically um yeah we're seeing peacemaker get out of the hospital mm -hmm. um he's he's coming to he's had surgery they talk about how he's very lucky all perfect 
image at the right time here. Um, and the tone is set pretty quick um, for the show, following following a similar similar tone uh, to the Suicide Squad movie. Mm -hmm. um, the thing I found really interesting was how much I loved the Suicide Squad movie, mm -hmm. and I thought it very engaging and endearing, and how I immediately hated this. Like, I don't, I'm not just... Like, oh, from the opening scene, hated it? Um, I would say, boy, how long did it take me? I think, I think it took me till we fully had all the, the team together okay okay i think okay. that's probably where this uh where it started to, to like think in that Derail. this is not hitting the same notes that mm -hmm. the film did um it's it's too i'm trying to think of how i want to go through this you know if i want to just like give a bunch of complaints and stuff or want to go through how what happens here a little bit um let's try to go through what happens okay so um, he gets out of the hospital. Uh, we're we're introduced to a new character that is um, is not in the comics, but mm -hmm. she's uh, given a pretty important role in here. Mm -hmm. And we see her with uh, with her wife in the hotel and getting things set up, like new mission we're on and some of that. Mm -hmm. um, and then Peacemaker thinks that hey, he's he's gotten out. No one's looking for him. He's good to mm -hmm. go, but that's not, not the case. And the, mm -hmm. the team all shows up and, um, I thought it was a little surprising that these are the people they send to get peacemaker. It's again, it's one of those things like how, how, like in what sense? Like, I don't understand why beard guy is a threat to peacemaker. Like, why is he sent to the field to, retrieve peacemaker at gunpoint i thought they're getting peacemaker because it's like in the suicide squad movie you have they're going to get uh peacemaker and mm -hmm. uh blood sport they're assembling a team of dangerous people that we mm -hmm. need to send you know send in on this deadly mission so mm -hmm. instead we send the office guys to just go pick them up i guess they're just not perceiving him as a threat or that he's going to really fight back but they do do yeah. it at gunpoint yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, you do kind of have to be of two mindsets about that. I mean, and you kind of have to accept things. Like you said, um, they're sending the office guys because they're going to be part of his team, not like necessarily they're going to go out in the field with Peacemaker on his new, you know, secret missions or anything. Um, but, I mean, he's in this version, they're clearly setting him up to be a little bit. And this is where I, where I don't quite love the show. Um, I loved his character in Suicide Squad better. He was clearly more dangerous in the Suicide Squad, and here he's a little bit, a little bit less threatening, um, a, a little bit less dangerous of a character. So yeah, what does so he any, do that's dangerous? Even like anything that's in, would suggest in he's here, you skilled. mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I mean, he, you know, kills, <laughs> um, you know, has has no problem with that. Um, not it's not the same yet. I, we haven't gotten to the level that we saw, like his sort of like hilarious body count face off with Bloodsport mm -hmm. in the Suicide 
squad. So, I mean, we're not there, but he's clearly like still somebody who enjoys killing. We get, we definitely get, he enjoys being violent. We get that, I guess, more in the second episode rather than the first, but yeah. So you, I mean, there's clearly some sort of like indication that he's been beaten down a little bit by being in prison, by being part of the suicide squad, um, and accepting like the punishment that he thinks he deserves. So I feel like if he really didn't want to go with this team, there wouldn't be a thing they could really do to stop him, you know, from taking them out. But yeah, I think, I think you just sort of have to roll with the fact that he's being compliant here because he wants to be, because there's some part of him that feels like I didn't really actually deserve to get out yet. Sure. They just don't tell it well there. I sort of made like leaps. It's not wild ones, but you know, I I had to make them for myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just didn't, I mean, obviously like you say, he's dangerous because he's okay killing people. But I mean, in terms of like ability or skill or anything like that, yeah, he hasn't shown much yet. He's a strong chump, you know. Yeah. Um, When he's trying to, you know, I thought it'd be because that can be part of the charm. He's an idiot, but he's really good. You know, Mm -hmm. he's really good at what he does, and so it'd be a situation. He really believes in what he does, even if he's an idiot. Yeah. Where he's trying to get out of uh, the like apartment complex, it'd be interesting if instead of belly flopping on every level, he like swiftly got himself yeah. down. But again, he's oh I'm an idiot. Oh I'm an idiot. Oh I'm an idiot. I run in the car that's being shot up. There's the only thing that saves him is his helmet. <laughs> like that's the only thing. <laughs> he, he literally does nothing that's, that's impressive. That was so Minnesota of you. Oh, I'm an oh, idiot. Oh, yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, definitely. But, yeah, definitely. But I cannot disagree with you. They are dragging his sort of oafish charm out. And we do need to, in the next couple of episodes, very quickly, we do need to see the lethal side of Peacemaker. Because that is the point. I mean, he's he is kind of, you know, an idiot. He is kind of brainless at times but he's still deadly he still cares Mm. about what he does and believes in what he does and so he trains and he works and he you know figures out the best most efficient sometimes most bloody ways to kill and he knows and does all of those things in the suicide squad like i said we see this sort of like body count you know contest with blood sport that is both hilarious and awful because they're so efficient and we need to see some of that efficiency here mm-hmm. yep um so off of peacemaker um i'll say that well this version of peacemaker they've given us is i think why suicide squad works it's a ensemble cast of crazy mm-hmm. characters mm-hmm. and there's variety to them like they're quite split personalities and how those personalities mix together and bump off of one another is important to the functioning of the film. Um, and with this, I hate everyone. Like the only person that's redeemable thus far is the, is a Waller's daughter. Oh, Adebayo. So, 
-hmm. Yeah, that's the only person that has anything redeemable. Otherwise, everyone else is an asshole. Mm -hmm. Complete. And they're not like, but because if someone do you find find Cena to be an asshole? Well, I want to. No, not really. He's just stupid. He just is like, you know, they're sitting in the restaurant and they said, are you going to be this difficult the whole time? He's like, yes. It's like, what are you talking about? You're all difficult all the time. All Mm -hmm. I hear you do is complain. The one woman wants to sit at the desk. She goes to sit at the desk and the other one comes in and says, no, move, go, go over there. Mm -hmm. So just in a bitch, like just get out of here. And then yeah. other guys, it's always snark. It's always, it, and so it's, the team is flat. It's one note. I don't like any of you. You all suck. You're all jerks to one, one another mm-hmm. for no reason all the time. Why do I yeah. care about any of them? Well, yeah. Okay. So I will, I will give you that. Um, I think that what they're doing is nobody wants this job. You know what I mean? Like, no, everybody thinks, like, on the team, like, it's either um, a punishment because they helped out the Suicide Squad and, you know, knocked Waller out and this is, like, her revenge. Or, I mean, Peacemaker is, like, reluctant to get into this, but also probably, like, secretly a little bit excited that he doesn't have to be in prison and gets to kill people. Um, And then, obviously, Adebayo is not being, like, punished the same way, but she's very much, like cool, this is like my last mission and then I'm out and I'm going to have a normal life with my wife. So nobody's excited to be there, but you're right. It's coming across very flat right now because it's just a bunch of people complaining and something needs to happen quickly to make them gel as a team and just sort of like get over their, their anger or disappointment at this, you know, assignment and just do it. It was just, I found with this show, zero subtlety, zero. Like uh, with um, the, uh, what's the other superhero one we watch? Doom Patrol. So yeah. Doom Patrol, I won't give you any spoilers for people who haven't watched it, but the general idea is you have a team of weirdos that come together and a lot of them don't get Reluctantly. Along. Yeah, <laughs> they're not happy about it. And there's a fair amount of complaining, but mm-hmm. we very quickly see a variety of personalities. Some people are more willing to be part of a team. Some people really don't want to be part of a team. Some people are really resistant to even liking someone. Some people are trying, mm-hmm. like, can we just get along here and stuff? There's, there's a mixture, and we, and we quickly, very quickly, start to understand why some people are the way they are. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in first episodes, we're introduced to backstories of some people and, like, the tragedy they've gone through and that kind of thing. So we're, we're designed to care even when we have some characters that on the first glance, maybe we don't care. Mm-hmm. And so two, two episodes in here, I don't care at all. It's a too slow ramp up. Mm-hmm. So You know what I mean? They're, mm-hmm. they're a little more focused on setting up what is happening than setting up characterization. And I think it's a mistake to not focus equally on both. Mm-hmm. like character growth i mean arguably i think peacemaker goes through some of that but as he rightly should as our lead um mm-hmm. but other people should too mm-hmm. um let's see we get um uh let's see so the group splits up uh, um peacemaker is supposed to read through a dossier of stuff 
um he get his gear together yeah right um oh yeah get his gear together okay we can do that we we're gonna skip i was gonna go over that i forgot um so yeah he goes to his dad it's kind of a big big part of um of what it seems is his for his development mm-hmm. and um we get uh we get we get political jabs which i guess i can look by if we if things were good but again i hate this guy so much i know you're supposed <laughs> to you're supposed to hate him um i get that but um it's i don't know it's it, i go from scenes where i'm frustrated and to m- another scene where i'm frustrated mm-hmm. um so i don't know I, I, the gear room was cool the gear that room was, was awesome hilarious was epic uh, uh also where is he getting the money for all of this yeah that's I mean, that's, that's my big question story there somewhere yeah yeah hey, mike thanks um, for dropping in the chat yeah let's say hi to mike quick he's in the chat oh hey 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 we're talking um, peacemaker so yeah so i absolutely love the fact though that like his dad is obviously a dick but he definitely so longs for that fatherly approval mm-hmm. like i enjoyed that so much that like desperation that I felt like Cena really conveyed at moments. It was more subtle and at moments it was like desperately obvious, but I don't know. I I kind of enjoyed that very like relatable, like I just need your approval. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, if only I could win your approval, I think things would be better and I'm just not getting it. So I, I quite enjoyed that relationship. The, The problem was his father is such a like stereotype meme thing. Like mean dad. Yeah a meme like who is this thing that exists like we but find that's what out i mean later, like he's a stereotypical like a lot of things including like distant father figure like mm-hmm. mean dad but i mean he gets sh- so his son gets shot and his thing is he's just gonna call him a pussy like it, this is a person am i supposed to believe this is a real person and if this is why do you have any sort of attachment yet I mean, I, I understand that, yes, the parent ap- parental approval kind of thing is a tough thing for a lot of people that they a tough have thing to deal shake. with throughout their life. Right. But there are extremes mm-hmm. that you like, nope, we're, we're done. And so to me, it just makes Peacemaker look, look really pathetic. He looks pathetic. Yeah. And it just, it just, He's clearly not emotionally involved or evolved. (laughs) Exactly. So again, I got to watch this show about an emotionally undeveloped idiot with all of his ornery, annoying friends. Mm -hmm. And I'm supposed to care. Oh, Mm -hmm. just uh, (laughs) I'm I'm I do apologize. Oh, Mike says hot take superhero shows are played out in general. Not a hot take. Completely agree. Yeah. You and me, Mike. Um, but yeah, I just I was disappointed because it, and it's going to continue because I was, I like so much the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. and a lot of the superhero related things that James Gunn has done. So this mm-hmm. show was a massive disappointment for me. And mm-hmm. so based on the, that dichotomy going forward, that's what I'll be basing things on here. But, um, Let's see. But eagerly, eagerly, I said there's like two things I liked in this episode, and one of them was eagerly hugging him. Obviously, that eagerly is the best. 
that was I enjoyed that moment. But again, this whole sad relationship with Eagly is awesome. Yeah. Yep, that was good. And I, um, I have to like, I, I don't care that I'm like jumping ahead in a little bit. Um, I'm so glad he wasn't dead at the end of episode one because I was terrified. Oh, I was like, that would be bad. My, my God, this was like the best. And you just like took him away and then it was fine. And I was like, okay, I don't even care that I don't understand what happened here. But Eagly is <laughs> not dead. <laughs> yep. No, that would be it. That would be a mistake for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Then, so then, uh, yeah, they're, they're splitting up, um, Peacemaker. He flips around and goes in, he meets his teammate in the bar and immediately is like, Hey, let's have sex. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's good. Um, they, I also, I have to, I have to call out the ridiculous nature of this bar scene. I, I, if I will, if you have ever had someone come up to you and physically touch you. And then if you reject them, they like try to fight you or something like that. No, I, you have my sympathy. I, but I've never seen that happen. And if anyone I know has had that happen to them, I don't know what bar this is. Where are you right now that this is in this bar tolerated by anyone in there, the Mm -hmm. bartender that's like aggressive. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then the line is, I can't just have a drink. I guess it's because I wear makeup. I just thought the whole scene was heavy handed. It was ridiculous. It was not believable. And I rolled mm-hmm. my eyes the whole time. So, and then, and then, yeah, again, not helped out by our main character, Peacemaker, just like, yeah, I don't I, tell she's pissed. And so still is gonna like, yeah, this just, you know, I've been in prison for four years. The whole thing just, bad gross i mean i find the i need to have sex because i've been in prison for four years very believable (laughs) yes and at least he was like honest about it It was sort of refreshing (laughs) in a weird like yeah like i would love to do this like whatever just puts it out there i i actually found that like pretty decent in the sense of like throwing it out there i would love to have sex and she's like no thank you cool then i'm gonna go find somebody else great awesome like be on our way um also i i quite enjoy that there wasn't gonna be like some sort of like weird side thing between the team because i i didn't really see them gelling anyway and i didn't see that need to like throw this in there so great that we diverged from that um i mean as a woman, I've experienced the same thing to a lesser degree. Yeah. The the thing where you do want to, you do. And it's yeah. just like, can I not be left alone? Like, mm-hmm. what is the deal? This scene did take some liberties of taking it to the extremes. I think it was supposed to like be doing that to make a point, but I don't think it was very deft. Like you said, it was a little heavy handed here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I quite enjoy like peace peacemaker. Like I enjoyed John Cena's role in this. Um, you know, just like having a beer. Whoa, this chick can fight. She's hot. Like I've been in prison. Let's go for it. Nope. Okay, moving on to somebody else. And then he did move on to somebody else who was like clearly stuck in the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> yes. which. 
<laughs> just time capsule, which like, why mm. did that not send up a red flag? I mean, I guess four years in prison overrides red yeah. flags, like why yeah. is she stuck in the 80s? But hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, OK. So speaking of this chick stuck in the 80s. Spoiler alert for the end of this show. Um, the chick that Peacemaker picks up and like very like thinks he very innocently takes home to have to her home to have a one night stand turns yeah. out to be like one of the people that he's supposed to kill, like these genetically yeah. altered, mutated creature people um, that he's got to take down. And she turns out to be like human, but like in my mind, like half jungle cat or something. And yeah. my mm -hmm. immediate thought when I saw her like get into that state was this is what cheetah should have been in mm -hmm. wonder woman 1984 yeah that that sorry that's my like hot take on that because this was like scary this was like crazy she's not silly or ridiculous or trying too hard which i don't think was kristen wiggs fault but the way they wrote the character whoever thought of like this conceptualization should have been working on Wonder Woman 1984 because this was like a scary version of Cheetah. That's I did think take. of Cheetah. I did think of Cheetah when I saw this. I was like, oh, yep. I, I wonder what, I was, first I was like, what villain is this supposed to be or whatever? But then, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I definitely thought of Cheetah. Yep. So I totally And it was, it was definitely a better, I mean, whether it was supposed to like call out to that or not, it was a better conceptualization of, you know, yep. this sort of like human genetically mutated I had evil <laughs> cheetah vibes. I also had like Terminator vibes. Yes. Yeah. You know, walking out in the parking lot, half naked, just like kind of robotically. That, yes. Well, that's Very like, okay. where's my target? Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I, um, I, I mean, I think that's kind of, uh, interestingly coincidental, whatever, of course, that the person, he, the people are, he's after one of them, finds the yeah it was a little stretch person. yeah but you know I, I thought a lot of that was okay um john cena dancing in his underwear i i don't know i'm not gonna lie okay. to you okay so i was gonna i was gonna see if you thought it was funny or not because i just didn't maybe maybe i was I too did. far gone at this point to like you weren't in, yeah to too far like not enjoying to like yep. yeah mm -hmm. so. i i thought it was funny i won't lie um, just this like big Hulk of a dude just jamming out to some smooth eighties, like boy <laughs> bands, you know, love ballad quite enjoyed it. And I thought I clearly, I felt John Cena was having fun. So I had fun with it. Okay. Okay. And I thought it was a good setup to their fight. Sure. Um, or at least like, I don't know if, if maybe you weren't enjoying it, but I don't feel like it was a scene that was in any sense where where i agree with you on critiques of like some other elements of the show like i don't know if it you was, didn't enjoy it at least it wasn't like oh this annoys yeah. me so much it's terrible right right absolutely um yeah elements of the fight were pretty cool mm -hmm. um and then obviously she gets eviscerated by his new yeah. helmet he Woo. picked up that was uh it's quite the helmet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so. it was. Uh, that was, yeah, that was the the moment that that um, that worked. That was like terrified for Eagly, but it's mm. okay. It's okay. Well, I mean, it looked like he opened the door to retrieve his helmet, and 
eagerly flew off. Mm-hmm. You know, I but don't I know. I didn't know what... the blast radius of this thing. Oh. Because it was clearly far. And then you saw the thing fall and you're like, oh, was that? Yeah, and I was, oh, I like... thought it was like eagerly's head for a minute. I was like, shit. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else we have to say about episode one? Um, what did you think about the uh, the opening credits? Since it was James Gunn's like stated purpose to not make you skip past them. Of the two think? things that I enjoyed about the episode, that was the other one. Okay. So eagerly hugging and then the fun dance routine in the beginning. I did enjoy that too. Yeah. I wasn't sure what to expect out of the credits after a statement like that. I wasn't sure, sure. like where the credits were going. Um, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Episode two. Um, so <laughs> I just wrote thoughts. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Tell me what happened in episode two. <laughs> How does that start? Um, well, uh, peacemakers got to escape now. Oh yes. From the, okay. from the, uh, apartment building. Cause people have called in this disturbance, but he's left all of his clothing, um, up in this, uh, this creature's apartment. So he's got to, he's yeah. like running back in to get all of his stuff and then has to re-escape as the police come Mm -hmm. so as i commented on before his graceful escape makes him look more like a buffoon um so we get um the uh, kind of the the core of this i guess is i do love side note also him like stealing all of the records from this apartment yeah so he's (laughs) collecting all these different things (laughs) collects his clothes and then he just like casually like well she's dead so better steal this awesome record collection yeah. love it and and like i'm sure accidentally finding a very important thing yes that object i'm sure uh, whatever yeah that is you know so taking mm-hmm. these things with having to hide out in another uh couple's apartment mm-hmm. which again i thought maybe would be funny if the rest of the show wasn't so one note but sure um it was another. Um, so I'm trying to sort of save for the end or not, but I, I wrote down that I think James Gunn really is mm. just a big pervert. I really think that's because he got in trouble before, and that's why mm-hmm. Disney fired him and stuff. And it's all, and it's like I don't, I don't know, I don't know the guy, I don't know what's the, what the deal is, but I'm getting the sense now watching this show that maybe he's just a little more unfiltered, mm-hmm. and um. I get the I the vibe that it's like when you watch a comedian and they think just swearing a lot is funny. Sure. They go on stage, F bomb, F bomb, F bomb, you know, dick, whatever, yeah. you know, and they just like First and that's supposed and then yeah, and that's supposed to be what people laugh at. It's like mm-hmm. that's just lazy. And mm-hmm. so everything in this, we get a little later in this episode. Um and I will save my vulgarity for later, but we get a little later in this episode <laughs> and we meet another hero, mm-hmm. anti-hero. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I saved this, all these appliances. And so we get them going out there. They're just shooting things, holding things up like penises and shooting them off. It's just like, I need to write down the number of times they just talk about you know, like hard dicks, penises. Here's mm-hmm. your, here's, oh, look at this little mouth in your fleshlight. 
you know, like yeah. constant. And again, it's, it's constant. It's one, yeah. again, one note. This, I think I wrote somewhere, this feels like the most immature show I've seen in a long time. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm watching something written by someone that's 15. Like mm -hmm. it's I, okay. I'm not going to say the vulgarity for later. Like here it is. This is the thing. Okay. It's like, it's like when you're, you're, there's a kid that I don't know the age, you're like eight or something like that. And you're telling your friends, it's like, guys, I know where the clitoris is. I know where the clitoris is, bro. At hey, eight. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, fucking bro. You know what? Yeah. I know where the fucking clitoris is. Do you know where the fucking clitoris is? You fucking fucker. That's this show. In a nutshell, someone that's eight to 16 or whatever, and they think it's cool and their friends are going to think it's cool that they swear a lot and they know about dicks and vaginas. Mm -hmm. Like that's the humor in this. And I just was besides the like political jabs and box checking is just like, and the annoying cast that so just complains all the time level on top of that, this like 15 year old sense of humor kind of stuff that I just, I just, I, this show makes me sick. And I, I wanted to not like, I'm trying to illustrate that because I don't want people to be like, well, you're being prudish or something like that, mm -hmm. which all kinds of things that are super adult, some of it cringy, some of it not or whatever. I would imagine when I said that you cringed a little bit. Because mm -hmm. you can imagine a child or a punk saying right. these things and, and being embarrassed for them. Um, right, because they think that's cool. Right. That's this show. That's James Gunn. You're an idiot, James Gunn. What the hell? I think he needs like Disney, really does need Disney to temper him. Because mm -hmm. I don't feel this in Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever. But he's, mm -hmm. that, he's that comedian that's going to come out on stage and swear a bunch and figures everybody thinks this is cool. And that's my rant. I just, oh, okay. <laughs> whatever you want. Go positive, whatever you want. Sure. Next. Yeah, I think, I think that Peacemaker is probably the culmination of James Gunn being set totally free. Um, because obviously, like with Guardians, of, like you said, Guardians of the Galaxy is like one level. And like, obviously, Marvel and Disney are just aren't going to let anything truly raunchy slip in there. They've they've yeah. got like a strict code, a strict limit, and you're not going to get anywhere by pushing them. The Suicide Squad, obviously James Gunn got to push a lot more and it was successful. And so I think that he just thought like, well, I just get to push more and like see where I can go with it. Mm -hmm. And I think there are some moments, like I said, that I think work. In some moments that you've reached that saturation point that is too far because it's too much. Not not that you've like pushed the envelope too far. Right. Because I think you can do that and um that's one thing. But like you said, it's an overload of like one note jokes or like one note humor that just is like, okay, but like what else? Right. Now, I think, I think there are moments that, you know, we've, we've been given a break from that, but they're too few and far between. Like, I mean, obviously, Adebayo's character, there's no, like, penis jokes there. 
You know yeah. what I mean? Like she she hasn't yeah. said anything or done anything or been a part of scenes. Like her her shtick was like, you know, I'm a badass agent. Okay, I'm gonna like talk myself into being like a badass agent. I'm gonna do this whole thing and like I'm gonna, you know, go complete my mission. Mm-hmm. Shit. Okay, I'm just saying it out loud. I have to bribe people. Crap. Like I didn't want to say it, but now I have to say it. So it's it's like a different sense, but yeah, There's with one like. Thing. She's one thing in the car. She's like, oh, he's been in prison for four years. I get it. You know, yeah, he'd screw, but- a, he'd screw a, a grapefruit or a, like a bowl of, of oatmeal or what, you know. That was like funny, though. I mean, yeah. I thought it was kind of funny, honestly. I mean, she's just trying to like, I mean, you know, I'm trying to like give you a ridiculous list of like, yeah. you know, he's in prison. Of course, he would do whatever and then she just like trips herself up and starts thinking about food and then she's like crap like (laughs) like that is totally something i would do like try to search for a ridiculous example completely fail but like keep trying to get to where i'm going and then be like i have lost it i'm left field now i just talked myself into being hungry (laughs) like (laughs) i i totally related to that moment because i because like i thought it was within the limits or within the realm of like being funny you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it wasn't just like, mm-hmm. I'm going to say the word dick a lot. Yeah. Like, in episode two here, where he has the whole thing with, like, vigilante. And yeah. he's clearly trying to, like, cover up that he's, like, emotional and been crying. Which I loved. I thought it was the start of, like, a really good moment of, like, cool, okay, we're going to see, like, Peacemaker's just, like, feeling frustrated. He's getting down. Like, we've all had those moments, I think, where you just, like, convince yourself that... Oh my God, because of the one thing I did, this person hates me. Nobody likes me. Like my life is just like down the toilet. And he like mentions he killed Rick Flagg, is remorseful about that. That was the first time I saw any sort of reaction to what I thought was like a huge moment in the Suicide Squad. Yeah. So I was really excited about that emotional piece. And then they cut it off with like vigilante coming in. Yeah. And a whole bunch of dick jokes that I was like, all right, I get it. You're covering, but like, can we move away from right? He wants you to see his dick. It's it's un, an unaware thing. You know, it's like someone mm-hmm. that just is socially unaware. What it's just a, you're just unaware yeah. of the the timing of something, you know, not what again with everybody being annoying, like watch it back, watch mm-hmm. back what you're doing, read, you know, and see how this is. You know, again, if you're 16 and you want to write a cool movie or, you know, something like that, you write something, it's probably pretty, I mean, depending, but it's probably pretty basic. It's like explosion, 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 gunfight, gunfight. Sexy. Yeah. Put that into a movie. Dick joke, And it's, yeah. it's just nonstop. Mm-hmm. And then it, and nothing has impact. Like when we were coming up to him hiding out in the, that couple's apartment, I mm-hmm. think that could have been a funny scene, but surrounded by everything else. It wasn't didn't land. Right. It didn't land. He just came from having sex with this other person. Oh, double entendre. And then, then he goes into this room and it's, it's the same thing now. And no one looks good for it. No one looks good for it. The, the couple, the guy is, you know, the guy is weak and whining. The wife is like ready to cheat on her husband and he's ready to steal her away. No one looks good in this situation. Um, so as something that could have been cute or funny, again, it mm-hmm. didn't land. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, um, I think um, I 
for for the fact that I do have, I think, more positives than you, and I have a a more positive takeaway from the show, I do think it needs to start growing from where it's at very quickly in order to truly be good. Because yeah, if it if it stays this way, I mean, eventually even a viewer like me who's enjoying, you know, like I said, John Cena's like kind of playground moment, enjoying like the premise, even if, you know, I I find some major bumps in the road, I'm no longer going to find it enjoyable if we can't move on be- beyond like, oh, I'm like a clunky oaf and I got lucky because I got to kill this person and it was crazy up oh, dick joke. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's I'm not interested in watching any more episodes of that. I want growth. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Well, he man- does manage to escape. But, you know, obviously he's seeing stuff. So we uh, we go on and they, they get him out of there. There's a little bit of like, I can't believe this. We're again, Peacemaker's getting stitched up. He can't mm-hmm. stop giving the guy next to him shit that's doing it. The guy there has to argue with everybody else then too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, again, it's just whatever. And then um, my let the someone see my dossier. Um. And then we, what? What am I missing next? Um, oh, they frame his father. Yes. So a guy frames his father, sets that up, um, which the new boss is, is uh, upset about, which right. was really interesting to me. So the new boss, uh, Nerve Nell, um, Mern, Mern um, was really interesting at first. I suppose this will sound bad. At first, I'm like, did you just recast Amanda Waller? <laughs> when they first showed up, because they had like the same kind of eyes and short hair, and then they kind of talked the same. And I was just confused. And then I'm like, wait, okay, is this is this going to be a is this a bro, a family member to Waller? They sure. like they're so similar. They're both like you know sticklers, and then looking the same and acting the same. And it just was like. Okay, uh, I was confused. And it's also confusing why you'd make this character because this character is in the comic books. It's completely mm-hmm. made up new character. Mm-hmm. So it seems it just seemed odd that you mm-hmm. would make someone very decidedly different than Amanda Waller. Sure. Um, so I thought that was strange. And the other strange thing when we're talking about comic book differences or whatever, um, the one girl I kind of like is also not from the comic books, Amanda oh, Waller's sure. daughter. Mm-hmm. So isn't that interesting that the one redeemable character they chose to make it. this person redeemable is not one from the comics. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of weird too. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I get you there. But, um, and I, I was, I was t- thinking to myself and writing the comments, I was like, I guess it's part of my fault because I supported so wholeheartedly something like the Suicide Squad movie, which is so devoid of being like the comic book characters in most regards, not in all, Mm -hmm. but in most regards. And I supported it. And now it's really biting me because now, whereas Peacemaker could have some sort of like he does have emotional value and there are things to them in the comics that could be interesting and impactful we've gone this really over the top ridiculous route 
And mm -hmm. so none of the characters resemble in any way they're really their comic book counterpart almost. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, it's kind of a shame, but I think that they've felt so free to do whatever because so few people are, are aware of these characters, you know? Yeah, so, I, I mean, the uh, the entire show you know, right from the get-go makes fun of itself and sort of gives itself the freedom at the same time to do whatever it wants because we have this whole argument between Peacemaker and the hospital janitor mm -hmm. where he's like, I'm a superhero, I'm Peacemaker. And he's like, the fuck are you? Like, Peacemaker, mm -hmm. that's not a thing. You're not Peacemaker. Like, nobody knows who you are. So it, like, sets itself up to, yep. I mean, make fun of itself and give itself the freedom to do, you know, whatever James Gunn wants. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I found some of that to be successful and some of it I can like feel the fun and some of it is not as successful because it's like, okay, we had fun, but now I want you to like bring it back to a point that I need to care about. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's, it's human nature. We're not like having fun all the time. Like that's just not how things work. You know, we, you reach, I feel like I've said this a lot, but saturation point. And mm -hmm. this show has already done that in the first two episodes, so it needs to move on. I mean, in the Suicide Squad movie, you have someone like Bloodsport that really can ground things. Mm -hmm. You know, the show is it's it's so over the top and ludicrous, but he yep. has emotional resonance. He's kind of more no nonsense. And mm -hmm. so you can sympathize, see things through his eyes. He has conflict with his daughter. And so it's not you know, you have other people to care about other things you're invested in. Mm -hmm. Um, and just this show, I, you know, it maybe would have been better to have a show that was just the suicide squad TV show. Mm -hmm. Keep a couple more zany characters in there. Um, well, you know. I think, I don't think the, the problem lies there because I think we're getting zany characters or like we're starting to, especially with like the appearance of vigilante. I think the problem is that, um, like we've said, Peacemaker isn't quite as serious as he was in the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. You know, yep. and it doesn't mean he has to be, you know, some dramatic, like super, you know, straight faced, you know, whatever. He doesn't need to be like the straight man against like a bunch of other zany characters. He can still be a little off. Um but they've they've just gone too far that way. There's no grounding of his character right now, right. except for these few smaller moments that we've gotten, like I've said, with his dad, like looking for that parental approval, like the breakdown of like, everybody on the team seems to hate me and like I just want people to like me and I'm really regretting this whole situation. I'm frustrated and I'm crying. Who hasn't had like a frustrated crying breakdown moment like about something? Mm -hmm. Um, so there, there are flashes of why we should care about Peacemaker and like what his deeper emotions are. They just haven't balanced out the, you know, kind of other side of like, go, go, go. It's zany and crazy and perverted and all of this all the time. Mm -hmm. Well, and then we're hit with, uh, towards the end of episode two, the, mm. uh, your favorite category of villain makes his triumphant return nazis we got nazis yeah. back we got nazis and there's oh a whole God. bunch I mean, they found all of them they're all in this Jacker. prison with this guy it's perfect i know i know 
the white so, dragon. Yeah. Did we, did we need, we have the butterflies. Did we need this part too? Like, yeah, I am not loving the way episode two closed out. Um, I don't feel like I really needed a side prison story with his dad. Do you know we what I hate mean? him? Can we go away? Like, like uh, I, I liked his character. I mean, I don't like his character. I don't want, I don't want to get that <laughs> rolling, but I liked the, the appearance of his character in the first episode and like that whole like twisty, like I'm seeking my father's approval, but also like I need him for like my actual toilet bowl helmets that he creates and what, like that was great. That was like the level of that character that is appropriate for the show. And then he can go away until they have like some sort of weird father son moment. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want him to disappear completely because I think there's obviously something there that the show is going to work out, but I don't need like a whole side prison story arc for his dad. Mm -mm. I already feel like I have too much to do to like catch up with the team, what their mission is, go finding other butterflies. Like I care about Adebayo and her relationship with Amanda Waller and how that's all going to go how she's clearly going to like develop a relationship with peacemaker. Like I have plenty of other things to care about. The show could so much better spend its time developing the characters that are, are the main ones instead of like giving this guy a side story. Sure. Yep. That is my, that is my rant for the show. Like I, I did not like the close out of episode two. And I think this storyline needs to wrap up quickly because I already don't care. Sure. All right. Well, that's Peacemaker. <laughs> Episodes one and two. Yep. Um, I apologize if uh, I <laughs> like offended anyone. Like, yeah, I don't apologize for that, actually. But I apologize if you turn in, tuned in for positivity, okay? <laughs> I apologize for that. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's there. It's on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. If you're interested, I think what are there five episodes available now something like five that. or six i can't remember yeah mm -hmm. i'm guessing it'll be an eight episode run or something seems pretty mm -hmm. common for this kind of show yeah but yeah that's uh those are our thoughts i i couldn't like it less basically andrea mm -hmm. you seem to find have some hopeful points some yeah some points of positivity that uh yeah, I'll give it another, it. I think I'll give it another episode or two to see if it kind of can write its course. Um, because I was excited for this and I still, I still find elements of it fun. Um, but I agree with you that if, if it's not going to develop any deeper, then no, I, I, I mean, I don't need to, with a plethora of other quality television out there, I don't need to waste my time if it's just going to be like some more dick jokes. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, there it is. Episode 92. Mm -hmm. A popcast on the rocks. Um, pop culture news that we're interested in. And sometimes there's whiskey. Uh, we, we covered those bases. Um, we're a weekly show. You should check us out here on Twitch or YouTube or um, Twitter, Facebook, all those places. Please like, review, share, all that sort of thing. If you completely disagree with me, that's cool. Go ahead and, and mm -hmm. say what your disagreements are. 
Uh, we're on a lot of podcast directories, so Spotify, Apple Podcasts, a number of other ones. Go ahead, follow us there. Spotify now, we also have our um, video version is on there as well. So if you don't want just audio, you get video there too. Um, sharing and reviewing there is very helpful as well. Thank you to Killing the Flower for our theme song. You can check them out on YouTube, Instagram, and uh, Facebook, Spotify. Spotify. Spotify, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's much appreciated. We're going to have some great episodes coming up soon. Um, mm -hmm. I promise I won't complain about everything. We're going to have a uh, episode soon, hopefully the end of this week, that's going to be um, one of our biggest episodes yet. We'll be talking about Ridley Scott films. Um, so that's going to be, that's going to be fun. So. Yeah, that is a quite the oeuvre. So yeah. we'll have a lot of territory to cover. Right. <laughs> Six hour podcast. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> try to be we'll try to be reasonable anyways thanks for tuning in and uh once again thanks for joining me andrea of course as always cheers everybody